Simply Abundant, Intuitive Hour. For overthinkers who are finally ready to move from their heads to their hearts for more connected relationships and a fulfilling life. Here's Tracy Crossley. Howdy, howdy, howdy. How are you doing today? I am doing macro groovy. How's that? (laughs) I'm always coming up with something to entertain myself since I'm sitting in a room by myself recording these podcasts, right? Thought about doing these live podcast parties. That looks like fun. I think it would be fun to have people there while I'm busy going blah, 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 right? Okay. So, hey, this is number 378. Wow. We are getting closer to 400. I know I start getting excited with these milestones. And uh, today, today it's focus on you, you beautiful thing. Yeah. Why not, right? So hard to do. So hard to see our own... I was going to say... So hard to see our own inner beauty, isn't it? Our own beauty, period. We always look for the flaws. In fact, I find that I talk to uh, different clients and uh, some of my group coaching participants on an app called Marco Polo. It's a video app. So you're staring at yourself as you're leaving a video. And it's so funny because people will play with their hair or, or you, you look for your flaws, right? I mean, that's what we do. Why? Why don't we look at the beauty of who we are? So part of this is, of course, people don't like to focus on themselves unless it's something that they're doing wrong, and then they want to kick their own ass, right? It's like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing that. What's wrong with me? But when it comes to really focusing on yourself, people pass judgment on themselves for that, as though that is something selfish. Or They think if they focus on themselves, somebody else is going to suffer. What it basically comes down to is they feel people are not going to like them if they do not focus on them. They feel they have to do that instead of focusing on themselves, right? And I hear this all the time. So anyways, they're worried people or, you know, that people will think they don't need them or they have no perceived value. And so their fear is if I stop focusing on the other people as my reason for living, then who am I going to be? Like the definition of who they are comes down to how they believe, by the way, they believe other people perceive them as though any of us have any control over how other people perceive us. People can love you or hate you, and you have sometimes very little to do with that. Really. I mean, I look at it from the position with my work even. People who don't know me make judgments about me all the time. Some people are like, oh my God, I love that you cuss. I get emails from other people, oh my God, I can't stand that you cuss. (laughs) You know? Um, I, I could morph myself into a chameleon and make everybody happy. But the point is, I have very little control over who's going to be a fan or not personally or professionally. And that is the same for everybody, okay? So when it comes to focusing on yourself, you want to stop for a second. You want to think about what that means. So imagine you're focusing on yourself today, okay? Just to see yourself doing that. Let's say you decide, I'm going to do whatever it is that feels good to me. What kind of mood are you going to be in? Like, really? Sit and give this a minute, you know, maybe you can turn this off for a second and sit with yourself, okay? 
what kind of mood are you going to be in? I'm going to go with, you're probably going to be in a good mood. And that would be an assumption, yes. But I can go on how that feels in my body when I'm saying it. And that feels very freeing. That sounds like fun. That sounds like I would have plenty of energy and be in a good mood for the most part. Now, if you stop and decide, I'm going to give myself the uh, gift of being connected to how I feel and then acting from there, what do you actually feel? And this is hard because you can feel one thing, but then your head comes in and says, oh, no, you can't do that. No, no, no. Nobody's going to like that. Nope. So when you can, though, connect to yourself and come from how you feel and act from there, how are you going to feel? I believe you're going to feel better. You're going to feel like you have, like I said, more energy. You're going to feel happier. You're going to feel more connected and knowing what you want. You're going to do less second guessing, too, of the choices that you make. You're going to feel as though life is basically good. That is what a feeling of connection does to yourself. Most of us are not connected to ourselves and make all sorts of choices not being connected to ourselves, by the way. We make choices that don't make any fucking sense because if I'm making a choice about something like taking the day for myself and I'm second guessing it, it's because I'm in my head and I'm so disconnected to how I really feel. That's absolutely what it is. So what you probably would do, though, instead of coming from how you feel and really making the gift of that connection and deciding that's how I'm going to live, that's what I'm going to do, you're probably going to ask yourself this instead. You're going to go, is everyone happy and okay? Will I miss something where someone could possibly be mad at me? When you feel like you're going to have to do things for others to get love from them, then how are you going to feel inside if you choose you? If you choose you for a day, for 10 minutes, you might feel pretty empty. You might feel shitty, angry, resentful, because when you feel like you got to do things for other people to get love from them, that's how you're going to feel inside. You're going to have shitty-ass feelings, okay? What a contrast. Good, happy feelings versus pretty fucked-up feelings. And you're probably going to be exhausted. You're not going to have the energy. So here's the deal. Why is it selfish to feel good? Why is it your norm to feel like shit because you put everything and everybody ahead of you? And then you don't even really like them very much for that, right? <laughs> you know? I mean... That's the crazy part. But most of us don't see it that way because it's really, really hard to break free of the validation you think you need from other people. So this isn't about being selfish, okay? It's about giving yourself energy. It's about being connected to you so your choices, like I just said two seconds ago, are better choices for you. You're not second-guessing yourself. You're in alignment with yourself. So you're doing the world a favor by taking care of yourself. You're one less angry driver on the road. <laughs> you <know? laughs> you're one less pissed off person because you're doing things to make you happier and more pleasant for everybody to be around rather than what actually happens is you walk around like a dried up old prune. Okay. So you got to focus on you. You got to focus on how you feel and what you want, what lights you up. You got to smile and take the world on from a place of focusing on your fulfillment. Everyone's going to be happier. It's, it's really funny and it's true. And then those that aren't happy, you got to ask yourself, what is this relationship anyway? Why do I want people in my life that are a fan of my misery? Because I'm doing something for them that takes it out of me? Oh, that means you care. Oh, fuck that shit. 
That doesn't mean that at all. That means I'm attached. I'm afraid of being alone. It's all fear-based. There's nothing loving about that. Loving somebody does not mean you want them to feel like shit and put you first so that you feel like you're okay and you're really not. You're just numb. But if you have somebody who's sacrificing for you, then you don't really have to focus on your own crap. You can just be numb and go, oh, this is all taken care of for me. And you don't give a shit if inside of the person that you are, let's say, holding to this, you have to do things for me so that I'm okay, you, that person inside could be resentful of you and not liking you very much. But some people are okay with that. Personally, I'm not on either side, either being the receiver or the giver of that, okay? So you want to really be happy because happy is where it's at. And I'm not talking happy like jumping up and down off the walls. I'm talking about happy. I've talked about this in so many podcasts, right? So you want to feel a sense of fulfillment. So I'm going to give you an example. Let's say that your sibling has asked you to go with him or her to visit your parents because they really don't get along with your parents, okay? They had a falling out. And so your sibling is wanting you to be the buffer, they feel everyone will be on their best behavior with you there, right? You, it's like, oh, good, you'll be there. And so then mom and dad won't do anything or say anything that's going to put me on the spot. And we can just all pretend that nothing happened or whatever it is, okay? So the thing is, you don't really want to go. You want to relax at home with a glass of wine and some friends that afternoon. That is what you, and I mean you in capital letters, folks, want for you. On top of it, you don't really want to be in that kind of space with your family. Sounds like you're going to have to do the cleanup. You don't want to feel like you're responsible if your sibling doesn't go because, oh, now you're not going to go. So then they're not going to go to see mom and dad. And so it makes you feel conflicted. That's not your responsibility. But think about how many situations like that you actually take on, right? As though you're in control of the situation. All of a sudden, you're in the driver's seat for everybody else's problems. How did that happen? And so let's say you decide, though, hey, I'm not going to go. I don't want to be in the middle. I'm just going to let my sibling go on his or her own or do whatever they're going to do because they are a big boy or a big girl and they can make up their own fucking mind, right? And you're going to take care of yourself by hanging out with your friends, your original plans, because that feels good. Even if you have a twinge of guilt, of guilt, guilt, <laughs> guilt is a new word, guilt, you know, or you feel some sense of, well, really guilt, you know, that's pretty much about it. So you want to pay attention, though, to all the judgment you have around this. Judgment of yourself, judgment of your siblings, or your sibling, I'm sorry, uh, judgment of your parents, judgment of all of it, okay? Because that's what happens when we feel we're responsible for something we're not, and we put ourselves last. But anyways, you know, giving up the good time to go and be the cleanup crew for your sibling and your parents, that, why, why wouldn't you want to do that, right? I mean, it's so crazy when you look at that's what you're doing. I mean, in this example, that's what you would be doing. So you got to go, what's wrong with you? Why don't I want to go be up the cleanup crew? Well, because, hey, that's not your problem. But you're making it your problem, and you may do that all the time. So people may have an expectation of you that you will do that, okay? So you've got to pay attention to you. So imagine... You deal with your guilt and other false narratives, and you have fun with your friends. Let's say you just do. Then you decide a few weeks or days or whatever, sometime later, okay, whenever 
that is for you that maybe you want to hang with your family, but not as a buffer or the cleanup crew, but because you love them and you really do not have any skin in the game when it comes to how everyone else is with their relationships. Okay? It would feel different because it would be on your terms for something that feels good to you. So imagine going there and being the buffer. You're probably going to be resentful and angry and not happy with that. Okay? Even if you don't show it, you're going to feel it. Or if you were to make plans on your own and not disregard your plans already, you're treating you like you matter. You're going to feel good. You're going to enjoy your time with your family then. See, there's a huge difference when we are in this place of not honoring ourselves, of not finding our own beauty is worth it. You are worth it. Your insides are beautiful. If they're all fucked up, woohoo! Good, join the club. All right, call to action. Retire the bullshit stories of focusing on everyone else first, or you'll be alone. Instead, I'm not saying you'll be alone. Anyways, or you'll be alone. Instead, focus on making you happy. I guarantee you'll never be alone, okay? A lot of us, we are, oh my God, I'm going to be alone. I hear that all the time when I ask people these questions. That's why I, I use that call to action. Um, if I don't do for other people, I'm going to be alone. I don't want to be alone, Tracy. Um, it has nothing to do with it, by the way. This all has to do with where you come from and your choices to put yourself first. So today's story time is clients. I've got a few clients that um, I'm kind of making into one person, okay? Because I have so many clients that fall into this. I have a lot of people pleasers and people that seriously suffer from the kind of guilt in these kind of situations where they don't put themselves first. Well, if everybody else is happy, then I'll be happy, but that never happens. So my clients who do everything and I'll just say client just to make it easy, and I'll make it a, a female. But I have, you know, guys like this too, okay? So, client who does everything for everyone else, and here's that. When she has decided to take care of herself, she's told by family members, well, I hope you're not going to put me last. Like actual family members saying, oh, so what does that do to somebody who's trying to step out of people-pleasing, right? So, my client who has heard she's selfish her entire life by everybody, because she's so preoccupied with getting caught being selfish, is constantly accused of it anyway, right? Working hard to avoid that, and boy, oh boy, look what happens. Amazing, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's like, we work so hard to avoid the things we fear, and they happen anyway. It's really pretty funny. It's funny, but not funny at the time. Okay, so my client, you know, fears in focusing on herself that she's going to get behind and all the other things that she needs to do throughout the day. Um, and she's afraid that by giving, you know, and, and the things she has to get done during the day, you know, are either chores or things for other people. Okay. And, you know, is afraid that if she's not doing it, then, uh oh, what's going to happen? Because she feels like she can't just turn her brain off and, and zone out. Um, she feared her feelings and felt it was hard work and harder work than pleasing everyone else and appearing to have her shit together. She did not know, you know, what was missing by not feeling her feelings or fulfilling her own lack because, you know, these were things in working with her, like, you got to feel your feelings. And, you know, a lot of people that have people-pleasing tendencies have a huge roadblock to feeling their feelings because if you did, you feel rage first. You'd feel rage. In fact, that is the first sign, even though that's a reactionary 
emotion, you'd feel that first. And then you'd go, fuck, Ugh, I'm full of rage. So you want to avoid that because you're so afraid of losing other people. You are so missing your own beauty. I mean, it's such a beautiful thing when somebody steps into taking care of themselves. It's an amazing thing. It's like, oh my God, it's amazing because they have a whole energy around them that's totally changed. It's so cool. Um, anyways, my client worried she would be seen as lazy. That was another thing and had a fear of being honest because she tells herself a story that if she takes care of herself, people will look at her differently and they'll know she's worthless. As if she was going to sit down, let's say, for an hour on the couch. And then somebody comes along and would go, oh my God, you're so lazy. You don't have any worth. You're not in there making dinner or you're not in there wherever there is. You know, you're not in there doing whatever it is you're supposed to be doing. And supposed to be is, of course, how my clients set it up the expectation other people have. So I have another client, too, by the way, that believes he has properly bullshitted the world. He feels like there's a certain image that he must hold to himself to improve and that he's far behind on figuring things out. So he should, he just should suffer. Like, you know, he should suffer because he's so far behind. Like, bad boy, what are you doing? You, you know, and so he hates how he feels and thinks once he achieves all his goals, it will be time to feel better and look within. That's so many people, right? I'll feel better later. Let me get to my goals. Let me do this. Let me do that. And then I'll stop. And then I will look within. And I'll feel my feelings. And that's both of these clients. you know. Or actually, it's a handful of people. There's so many people I have like this. So the list continues, of course, with everyone who has a good excuse for not wanting to put the focus on themselves. That unworthiness. What is so unworthy about any of these people? Nothing. Like you'd meet them and you'd not think that. You'd meet them for five seconds and not think that. But the story in their head says something else. And so that story is the story they pay attention to. They don't pay attention to their beauty. They don't pay attention to how wonderful they really are just because they breathe. Why? Who the fuck ever taught them? Nobody I ever uh, was raised by taught me that I was a pretty wonderful person. I, I didn't grow up that way. So it's all the bullshit, though, that's in their heads. All of it speaks to stories people tell themselves, which reveals the ugliness felt inside. Unless there is focus on outside, basically, um, okay, if I do this for so-and-so, they're going to be happy and I'll be happy, right? So if I can control other people's happiness, I must be like a fairy godmother or something, you know, something magical like Santa Claus and I'm coming along and I'm making them happy. They're never going to get rid of me. They're going to keep me. Isn't it funny? Not funny haha, but funny how, you know, you can work really hard like that and, you know, find out that if it's an intimate relationship, the person you've been trying to control their happiness, they've been cheating on you or, or they divorce you or whatever, right? And that's when people get really pissed because they think it's the person who's leaving them that they're pissed at, but it's really them because of what they allowed themselves to do because they did not step up and try to deal with their own happiness. So it's, you know, that's where our anger comes from, all the ways we go against ourselves, right? But, you know, again, most of this we don't know because we were raised by wolves and therefore the wolves were not the most self-aware, were they? No. Actually, I think wolves are more self-aware. I think there are a lot of animals that are more self-aware. But anyway... <laughs> Human beings, we are in a class all by ourselves. Isn't that true? Mm -hmm. So the bottom line, though, 
is for my clients, if they don't accept themselves as they are now, this isn't going to stop. Like, it's not like they're going to wake up later on and go, finally, I can take the time for me. There's nowhere you're ever going to be that you will present an image, you know, and this is what I say to them. That's just nowhere you're ever going to be that you're going to present this image and be better at things and finally feel okay. Like, oh, God, I've got to work so hard. I mean, this is the thing. Like, I have a client who's like, i got to work so hard. I've got to accomplish all these goals. And I would say that when I hear that from somebody, and then everybody's going to like me, and I'm going to finally feel okay because I'm doing everything to be acceptable, and they get there, and they find out there's nothing there, right? It's totally empty, nothing. So it doesn't matter. As long as you are, or my client, I should say, I keep saying you, but my clients, as long as they are working so hard to achieve something and they're totally disconnected from themselves inside and hoping something outside of them is going to say they're okay to focus on themselves, it's just not going to happen. So it's always going to be the story and it's a striving toward that story. You know, the story inside of like, oh my God, I can't allow myself to do this or that because I'm going to suffer I'm going to end up alone or whatever but this is what I've gone through with so many clients like faces are flashing before me as I'm reading this so anyways you know I got to stick to my outline here guys um yep the thing is is that you're going to get to your goals and it's going to be that day when you're looking out your window and you go wow everything's in place and then you're gonna go huh why don't I feel any better why do I feel shitty? Why do I feel like I'm looking for the next thing that I've got to work on so that I'm okay? Because that's what happens, right? So you're still going to feel like you can't focus on you. You're still going to feel like you want to put balls in the air and just keep juggling them. You know, on top of it, when you've achieved those goals and someone criticizes you, you're going to find yourself right back to where you always go to, that deep, dark, ugly place because it doesn't change. And this is the stuff that I share with my clients, the ones that I'm talking about, right? which is pretty much a lot of my clients. And, you know, it's such a bummer because I see how amazing they are. They don't see how amazing they are unless someone else is telling them. And even when someone else is telling them, they're still not feeling it. So here's the deal. There's no better place to be than the present moment. When that means in the present moment, you're accepting things as they are. And the deal is when it comes to that, it's just really fascinating to me because when... We put ourselves in this place of the present moment. You get to deal with beautiful, messy you, and you deserve love, and you are love, and you deserve your love and your attention. And that's what I tell them, you know? The gift of compassion and love and connection with themselves. And that's what I say, yay, yay, yes, you. I say all this, but you know what? It's fucking hard to change this shit. So anyways, you can't achieve your own well-being by doing it this other way that I've been describing. You can't. You're not gonna get a sense of well-being. You never will. Your mind, of course, gets in the way and tells you this is the way, but your mind doesn't feel shit. It just thinks. It does, and then you attach feelings to your thoughts, and then you have a story, and then that story traps you, right? So what's the happy ending for my clients who I've said all this shit to, who, you know, I, I dig deeper with into what is actually going on for them and then challenging them to make these changes. Well, all of these people are and have been taking strides to focus on themselves. Some are faster than others, and there's, you know, there's no judgment because everybody is in a different place. 
you know, when it comes to this kind of work, right? But things are changing. I've had clients, you know, I mean, I've been doing this 11 years. So I've had a lot of clients come and go. And the clients that really take this on, I mean, I have seen amazing changes. I'm like, oh my goodness, really amazing changes. And that's because they start to understand that it is so much about how you value yourself and that you are a beautiful human being. Yes. And you may not feel like that 24-7, but if you can even feel like that for 10 minutes and not because you're getting validated by something, that is a total game changer. Okay, call to action again. Retire the bullshit stories of focusing on everyone else first or you'll be alone. Instead, focus on making you happy. I guarantee you'll never be alone, right? Because that, that whole warning right there, the retire the bullshit stories of focusing on everyone else first or you'll be alone, that's your fear. Oh my God, I'm going to be alone. I got to focus on everybody else first. Oh my God. That's not a reality that's in your head. But if it's in your head, you're going to do things to try and make that true while you're trying to not make it true. You know, when we're trying to run from the fear, right? Okay. Why is this important? Well, because you're really a kick-ass person. So why would you punish yourself with stories that aren't true about how you need to deserve your own attention first? Yeah, you deserve your own attention. You don't need to come up with ways to do that, all right? You will delude yourself the longer you buy the bullshit around people leaving in droves if it appears you're selfish or hell if it appears you matter to yourself, right? Yeah, but I know what you're thinking. You think you have to climb these mountains and make sure everyone is happy before you're happy or who would want you, right? Maybe you feel your mate will complain you're selfish and that feels like death to you. Well, what will actually happen is through respecting and loving yourself, others will do that too. And those who do not will go away and it'll be okay. It's not like they're going to leave your life right now. You have to remember as you grow and if people come and go, you could give you a heart attack right now thinking about it. But as you grow, you change and your feelings change. And then when it becomes really clear, like, you know what, I, I, I need to go or this doesn't serve me anymore. Sometimes it's not even that. Sometimes things just fade out. Not because you're ghosting or something like that, but seriously, because there's no real connection there. And that's what starts to happen as you connect to yourself. You disconnect from this bullshit of thinking by making other people happy or doing whatever it is you have to do so other people don't judge you or leave you. You stop doing all that stuff. You actually start to value yourself. You value your connections, like the real connections, so much more because they, they are connected to you, right? not a disconnect to a disconnect. I don't know if that makes sense. Like a disconnect inside to the disconnect outside, even though you think you have a, an account. I'm sorry. Uh, but that you have a connection is different than a disconnection. Like trying to get validation is a disconnection, right? Right. Okay. So tips, four of them. What do you fear you might lose if you focus on you? Sit down and really give these some deeper feelings, not deeper thinking, deeper feelings. Okay, number two, why is it an either or situation? How can someone be, this is number three, how can someone be more important than you to you? Sit with that for a bit. And if you do get deep enough, you'll hear a fear rather than a truth. Because no one is more important than you in terms of your survival as a human being. Your ultimate fear of loss comes from not having help surviving. Yeah, think about that. Oh my God, if everybody leaves me, I might not survive. And if your focus on, is on survival rather than thriving, look at why at this point. Why is that? Thriving, you're like a magnet. You bring in things that match you. 
You're also a magnet when you're surviving and you bring in things that match you. Number four, to thrive is to take a risk in loving yourself. What can you do to love yourself now? Just an inch, what can you do? Call to action one more time. Retire the bullshit stories of focusing on everyone else first or you'll be alone. Instead, focus on making you happy. I guarantee you'll never be alone. You have a universal right. You have the universal right to live under the impression that you will win an award for doing your boy or girl scout good deeds while you suffer for eternity because you will never reach the day where you say you are enough to captivate your own attention. Mm, yeah. I had, uh, <laughs> I actually have the numbers. I was going to say, when I'm looking for the related podcasts lately, I haven't actually had the numbers, but today I do. I have two of them that you can look at as related. Number 209, journey of attachment, pushing perfection on other people. And number 280, respect from others starts with you. All righty. Okay, so hey, uh, you have questions? Send them to podcast at tracycrossley.com. I will more than likely answer them on Facebook Live. And that is true. Uh, that's, that's pretty much what it's been. I rarely answer people through email anymore just because it's so much easier for me to speak to it because then you get so much more that way anyway. Um, and I do it anonymously. So even if you write to me, I'm not going to use your name. I've not used anybody's names. And uh, you can also message me on Facebook too. If you have a topic or you have a question, absolutely, feel free. And uh, you got some uh, desire to up your growth, make an appointment for a discovery session with me and I can talk to you about the different programs and things I have going on. And if you just want to not talk to me at all and you think, well, I, I do want to up my game here, Trace. Okay, great. I have my emotional cleanse for 30 days. That is a digital course. You don't have to talk to me ever to do that. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying that. Okay. Um, I don't talk people into anything, by the way. I, I really don't because this work, you really have to be committed to wanting to do it. You, you just do. And if I push people into it, I don't want somebody a week later going, I can't believe I signed up for this. I, I'm not ready. Uh-uh. That's not on me. So the other thing is on, um, I was going to say, yeah, the 30-day emotional cleanse. And then I also made this fun little course. It's a little manifesting course on manifesting your partner. It's on my website. It's called Manifest Manifest Your Honey Bun. Um, yeah, Manifest Your Honey Bun. <laughs> I'm talking so fast that I'm ahead of myself. So anyway, you guys, I'm going to go with that. And I hope you have a good day, good night, good afternoon, wherever you are. And I will talk to you again next time. Bye-bye. To find out more about Tracy and her podcast, visit tracycrossley.com. That's where you can sign up for her newsletter or a discovery session. The website again is tracycrossley.com. <laughs>